Chapter 1 The Engine April 1869 The Central Pacific and the Union Pacific Railroads would connect the nations east and west in Utah in a few weeks. Cyrus and his important guests were traveling south from Topeka on the first seven miles of track laid by the struggling Atchison-Topeka and Santa Fe Railway. Sharing his dream of decades, Holiday, now 43, began. Fellow citizens, imagine if you please my right hand is Chicago, my left is St. Louis. Eventually, the railroad we contemplate will reach these two cities, and crossing at Topeka, the intersection of my arms will extend to Galveston, the city of Mexico, and San Francisco. The coming tide of immigration will flow along these lines of railway and like an ocean wave will advance up the sides of the Rockies and dash their foaming crests down upon the Pacific Slope. Some believed, some thought he was crazy. But by 1887, less than two decades later, the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe reached the Pacific via the route of the old Santa Fe Trail, as originally envisioned by Cyrus. And the railroad also reached the Gulf of Mexico, its 28-year building process began and ended with Cyrus K. Holiday, and the railroad may have had an early death had it not been for the courageous steps taken by Cyrus in the years in between. He had seen the impact of a successful railroad. After his graduation from law school in Pennsylvania, Cyrus began work on a charter for the Pittsburgh and Erie Railroad. He believed so much in the railroads that he asked he be paid with stocks rather than cash. This act of faith, an endeavor he claimed, was the foundation for his future success. Cyrus was born in 1826 in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. In 1854, the Kansas-Nebraska Act opened two new territories for settlement, with the assurance that the new residents and voters of these territories could choose to enter the Union as a free state or as a slave state. Cyrus believed in the free state cause for Kansas. And at 28, he believed that the risk of a new territory would be worth the reward. It was the period of manifest destiny, the idea that the United States had the God-given right and obligation to take over as much land as possible and to spread its civilizing influence. A Philadelphia newspaper expounded manifest destiny when it proclaimed the United States to be a nation rightfully bound on the east by sunrise, west by sunset, north by the Arctic Expedition, and south as far as we darn please. So Cyrus moved to Kansas. With a few newfound friends, he helped set up Caw River in 1854, and he decided it should be the capital of the Kansas Territory. This new town was named Topeka. Cyrus became president of the Topeka Town Association, and they began to plan their city. His young wife of only four months, Mary Dillon Jones Holiday, would wait in Pennsylvania and join Cyrus in Kansas after the birth of their first child. But she waited nearly two years before Cyrus felt it was safe enough for her to be in Kansas. All eyes were on bleeding Kansas between 1853 and 1861. Kansas was fighting for the right to be a free state and to abolish slavery. There had been several attacks during this time, primarily by pro-slavery forces. People were tarred and feathered, kidnapped, killed. But now the violence escalated. On May 21, 1856, a group of pro-slavery men entered Lawrence, where they burned the Free State Hotel, destroyed two printing presses, and ransacked homes and stores. 
In retaliation, the fiery abolitionist John Brown led a group of men on an attack at Pottawatomie Creek. The group, which included four of Brown's sons, dragged five pro-slavery men from their homes and hacked them to death. It was an era of a weak president, Franklin Pierce, and an administration unable or unwilling to take a stand. In the Kansas Wars, Cyrus K. Holliday was appointed as a colonel and was involved in the war on Kansas soil. He strove to create a Kansas that would not resort to the type of violence used by the pro-slavery forces. He traveled east to share his views, to campaign for a new president, and to appeal for the rights of the people of Kansas to be free. Kansas did not become a state until 1861. Only then did the federal government allow the free state status to be honored. The Civil War raged from 1860 to 1865. Shortly before the Civil War began, Cyrus wrote the charter for his railroad, and in 1859...